in the sleepy town of Banksburg, at the top of Peak Audio, lies the Puffin Publishing House, the last refuge for the greatest literary minds in history. This is the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Previously, on the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Step forward, my apprentice. Thank you for making it so audible. My master, Random House, has an offer for you, old Kindle. What is the offer your master proposes? Ah, would you be willing to join Emperor Random House's cause, old Kindle? Under one condition. Which is? You provide me something to eat for three stinking days. (laughs) Collins. I know. Have you heard of the Puffin Publishing Company? This a Puffin Publishing think they're so big. Emperor Random House and Kindle were thinking of making, doing a get together and uh, maybe taking them down a peg. You some make a me bombad general. A what? Oh, hold on, let me actually do this in his voice. Hello! Wow, it's like he's standing right in front of me. Hello, Oxford, it's me, Random House Emperor. I'm happy to extend an arm of friendship so you can help defeat our common enemy, the Puffin Publishing Company. Ooh. The Puffin Publishers, how I hate them. Hey, man, no fit, love seeing you. Why are you here? Oh, yeah! So crazy! Have you heard of the Puffin Publishing Company? Those motherhuggers! Well, I guess you have! That's right, Scholastic. You and I are going to take down the Puffin Publishing House. Soon the Random House will rule the publishing circuit. And now, let's go back to before all that happened. In the biggest hallway in the world. Gerald's walk-in closet. Oh, stop it, Chex the Chameleon! You flatter me! That's right, it's me, Chex. It's tail o'clock and uh, time to clock in for another day at our job as authors at the Puffin Publishing House. And today's going to be a big day. Uh, it's a it's review day. It's been six months. It is six months we've been here that long and boy, it's gone by as time zero marched ever forward. Boy, oh boy! I feel six months young! I'm 
not going to get my hopes up or anything. It's going to be an exciting time. I'm really excited to uh, get some FaceTime with our boss, T.S. Wiggles, and uh, and see what he thinks I need to work on, what I can do to uh, make this company uh, grow and make lots of money. I'm really excited about that. You've really put on an air of professionalism, haven't you, Chicks? Hey, you know, I try to be as professional as a... <laughs> as a luau at Margaret Atwood's patio. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about today. Uh, I did forget my bowls at home, but... <laughs> and, well, that's that's good. You put a professionalism in me. I don't need professionalism. I've got big ideas, as big as my suit. And they're all here in my briefcase. Stuffed as full as a cornucopia at Mary Jane's Trophies. <laughs> Pool party. That's right. And I can't let anything happen to this briefcase or... Wait, no! Victor Hugo, get away! Don't knock it off! You've knocked it out of my hand and oh no, my papers! My papers are spilling away! Oh, it's a chemical rainstorm of papers in this office right now. Let me help you pick some of this stuff up. Wow, uh, this is a, a lofty manuscript here. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to intrude and I didn't mean to... Uh, sorry about that. It's, that. That's not a project they've got you working on, though, is it? Oh, what? That? The heartfelt tale about um, two gay confederates in the Civil War? But that story about where they get, both get their red badge of honor. It's project. called Help Me Brother. <laughs> brother Against Brother. Brother Against Brother, a, a tale of friction in the United States. <laughs> Is that something that Wiggles has you working on? Or I don't recall that being on the agenda. For... Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. It's a Sedaris original. Is it, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to intrude. Is that just something for, for fun that you're working on as a side project? Or... Oh, no. This baby is my meal ticket. Your meal ticket? My meal ticket? That's right, Chicks. I'm going to give it to the boss man. and I'm going to give it to him good. And he'll be so impressed. He'll give me a promotion, and I'll be the biggest author this crummy town, this shithole of Bagsburg has ever seen. This black hole of literacy, I'll blow its socks off, and I'll rule this town like a king. Wow, that's that's wilder than a after-school get-together at Hunter S. Thompson's under-the-stairs closet where you keep your coats. <laughs> Exactly! And that's just one of my manuscripts. I've got dozens in my briefcase that I'm going to show to the boss man. And if the gay Civil War story doesn't work, well, I'm sure I've got something he'll like. Wow, uh, I didn't realize uh, how much, you know, this job means to you and how much you, uh, you want to kind of grow with the company. And, uh, you know, uh, I just want to say, uh, as uh, one chameleon to uh, another, you know, non-chameleon, uh, I just want to say, uh, that's really impressive, and uh, I hope this review goes goes well for you. Oh, I thank you, Chex, and may the best chameleon and or non-chameleon win. How are you today, Mr. Wiggles? <laughs> what? No, sir, you don't look ominous and threatening at all! Well, thank you for thanking me, Mr. Wiggles, and let me tell you that I appreciate how much you appreciate me. Wait, what do you mean that's it? You mean 
I'm only meeting expectations and not exceeding them? So wait, am I not getting the promotion? What do you mean, no? I've been working from the ground floor here for years. I know there's ample space. Let me open my briefcase and show you. But what about this one? The one about the gay stepbrothers in the Civil War. How does that not have mass appeal? Well, you're wrong, Mr. Wiggles. You have never been more wrong in your entire life. Yes, even wronger than about Jane Austen. Well, if you value my contributions, then why don't you contribute these nuts? Good day, sir! I will see myself out! Welcome to Tortilla Flats! I'm the owner of the restaurant and your host, Don Steinbeck. Here is your table. Here is your complimentary bread pony. Eat the bread pony. Eat the bread pony. I'll be back in a few moments to get your drink orders. And to get your food orders if you have that too. Enjoy your meal. Or at least the bread. Wow, that guy's uh, wound up tighter than a kegger at Virginia Wolf's garage. Yeah, no, I think it's a marital problem. He's uh, maybe, maybe all that stress comes from having learned a very dark and horrible secret that he's got to keep to himself. Dark and horrible secret? I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I... Well, that's, that's fine, um... Kind of a rough day at the office, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh no, you're, you're telling me, uh, David Needy Drinky! How did the, uh, review go for you? Ah, bad. The problem with higher-ups is you get so hard up all the blood leaves your brain and there's no room for big ideas! Oh, uh, wow, uh, are, are you still where you're at with the company? Did you, did you get the promotion? Did you... I don't know where I'm going anymore! Uh, oh, gotcha. Well, I don't know how to broach this, uh, David. To be honest with you, this is as uncomfortable as a baby shower at William Faulkner's entranceway. Why, are you standing on the threshold of something? Honestly, uh, uh, maybe we're not even in the breezeway anymore. I think uh, maybe we've crossed over. Uh, David, I am... Um... Is something yearning to come forth? <sighs> yeah, there's... There's something coming. There's something big coming. And, uh... Are you okay, Chex? You look pale. And you're not trying to blend in. David, I... I'm sorry to tell you this, but... I, I got the promotion. You what? Yeah, I guess it was, uh, tail o'clock. And, uh, I got the promotion. Well, what do you mean you got the promotion? What did you... What did you show him? Honestly, David, uh, I didn't think the review was going to go very well for me. I know my place. It's hard to stand out in a company when you're a six-inch tall chameleon. By my very nature, I literally blend in with the environment. I was just, you know, happy to keep my job. And I, I try to work hard and hope things come to me. But I, I usually just kind of blend in with the middle. And, uh, David, I didn't bring anything to that review. Honestly. That's what I always liked about you, Chex, is you knew your place. So so what did the boss say? Uh, there's big plans for the company. 
and they want me to be a part of those big plans. Whoa. And uh, why do they want you? You have no big plans. I, all I can say is, is that like moving up in this company is not what it seems like. Moving up in this company is as bad as a well, it's as it's as bad as a garage sale at Harper Lee's guest bedroom. Um, why? What's wrong with moving up? See, this is your problem, Chex. You have no momentum, and you never have. Listen to yourself. Problems moving up. Terrible. You have no future. You have no vision. Sometimes it's good to not have a vision. Because sometimes a vision can give you glimpses at what the future is going to be. And sometimes a vision can help you see things that you're not supposed to see. Things that are beyond a fourth wall. I say this as a friend. And I hope we can still be friends. This job, it's not all that it's made out to be. And, uh... You're a big dreamer, but, uh, nightmares are dreams, too. Maybe I need to dream bigger. Happy birthday, by the way. Here! Here's your present! (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, thank you. I wasn't expecting this third bookmark. I've completed this section now. And but look what it says on it. Oh. Checks, assistant. I would have brought you on. Be my number two. If it means anything to you, I wish you could have the position that I have now. And I wish I could go back to not just being the author that I was, but just being the mute, incapable of speaking, chameleon that I was in the floorboards of the Puffin Publishing House. I wish I could go back to that time, because that time... That time was like a nice sunny day at Agatha Christie's backyard. And what's stopping you from going there? Knowledge of what's to come. I'll take pick up the check. Your check! I've only brought you waters! to be in distress. Apologize. I was sitting peacefully in my own opera box until you, a small 2D cartoon man, burst in. Did I wander in during my bout of fury? My mistake, good sir! What room did you think you were barging into? This is my big fancy opera box where I watch my big fancy opera. I thought this was my Angie space where I get to be Angie! No, I'm sorry, the Angie space is down the hall. But there's something about you that intrigues me. Would you like to take this conspicuously empty seat beside me? Well, I have been pacing in fury for a good long time, so I guess I'll take a load off! 
Wowie golly, these are tall seats. These are some beautiful seats. You see, I'm here for every performance possible. And do you know how you acquire these seats? Not from the Buffin Publishing House. Hold on, let me just dog ear this Dave Barry book I was chuckling my way through. Put that off to the side. Doesn't seem like I'm getting back to that anytime soon. Why are you reading at an opera? <laughs> Listen, I've seen this one before, and honestly, unless that fucking freak with half a face shows up, the opera is boring as shit. I'm here to show off that I can attend the opera. Now that's status! Yeah, that's status. Doing <laughs> bougie things that you don't even want to do, but you won't get this kind of lifestyle of the rich and the famous from the Buffin Publishing House. No sir, no sorry. Bob. Then how will I ever make my fortune if I can't be an author? Well, luckily enough for you, my child, allow me to introduce you to the free market. <laughs> the free what? The marketplace of ideas where you and I will finally meet. Have you ever heard the story of Hatchet the Wise? Hatchet the who? Hachette. It's like an E-T-T-E at the end. Hachette the wise, I can't say I have. Okay, well, they're the proprietary owner of Orbit Books, which is kind of their fantasy sci-fi spin-off. They published Woody Allen's book recently. Took a lot of shit for that. But that was not their wise part. You see, Hachette the wise was also spurned by a publisher, as were you, <laughs> David Sedaris? Really and truly? Yes, that's right, Darth Sedaris. <laughs> My name's David! Hashtag <laughs> not anymore, baby. You're Darth. Darth Sedaris. Hashet the Wise also could not get a publishing contract with the Puffin Publishing House. Because, you know, you need an agent to get a contract, but you can't really get an agent until you've already produced work. And so there's a lot of overhead. That's what that's what Hachet the Wise thought. There's a lot of there's a lot of rigmarole. How do you acquire representation? You know, it's the ultimate question. And you do you know, you listen to an interview with your favorite author, or in this instance your favorite publishing house, and they're like, Well the first thing you have to do as a writer is get an agent and then they do not elaborate on how it is that they acquired an agent. It's very frustrating. So that's the first thing you gotta do is get a, a, an agent. But that's the that that's what Hachet the Wise thought. He was sick of it. So he formed his own Puffin, no, publishing house without the Puffin part. He formed, which was not thought possible at the time. At this time, there was a monoculture. It was socialism. There was one publishing house. It was called the Puffin Publishing House. Uh, and, and You mean that it was backed by the state? That's right, state-backed money producing art. Can you imagine the state funding art? Can you imagine? What purpose does that serve? I, you know, Mitt Romney was right when he said, sorry, Big Bird. <laughs> Everyone remember that? From like three elections ago? <laughs> he said, sorry, Big Bird. I'm sorry, let me stop leafing through this binder full of women. <laughs> and I shit the wise. This is, everyone knows that the RPGs 
setting took place in like 2008. And this is after that. But before, but before the current, the current The canon is tight as a drum, Dots Daris. Canon is fucking tight as a drum. Where was I? It's at the wise. Founded his own publishing house. And that was successful. And as you know, yeah. uh, competition breeds excellence. The free market decides, you know, so a bunch of other people, myself included, decided that founding a publishing house of our own was the way to go and forming a league against that dastardly commie <laughs> fucking Buffett, Buffett publishing house. So we needed to form our own league. An injustice leak. Now, Ishet the Wise, he is no longer with us. Uh, he was not able to overcome death. But his legacy lives on in our conglomeration of independent and nefarious publishing houses. How would you like to join the Traveling Wilburys? I'll join! But David Sedaris is not a proper traveling Wilbury's name. Then I will pick something wholesome, gentle, something everyone will find palatable. Call me Scholastic. Scholastic, that's what I was going to say as well. Good job. We came to the same thing at the same time. Welcome, Scholastic, to the traveling Wilburys. Thank you so much for listening to Chapter 65 of the Puffin Publishing Podcast. It's Taylor Clock, and I'm Chex the Chameleon. I'm uh, here at my cubicle listening to the Traveling Wilburys. It's weird because David Sedaris hasn't showed up for work today. And the last time I saw him, we got into a, kind of an argument at Tortilla Flats. It was more tense than a walkout at Mark Twain's Chicken Coop. Anyway, I hope he's doing okay. Um, the Puffin Publishing Podcast is TV's Kevin Lanigan, Justin Grimroth, Joe Conroy, and Vern Tooley. Make sure to check out all the things that they make. Advanced Community Studies is now Advanced Media Studies. There's a new Kevern. Um, Vern made a short film with his friend Forrest called Night Moves. It's really groovy. Joe moved all the way to a new state, and now there's a Puffin cast member in every one of the four time zones in the United States. And Justin is really cool. Make sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter, even though uh, nothing really goes down on either of those things. Uh, the, the promos that Vern makes gets posted on the Facebook, uh, and that's those are always fun. Uh, so check those out. And make sure to leave us a, a five-star review and a, a nice comment and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, subscribe and <laughs> tell all of your friends to, uh, to join the Puffin Train. When there's only two episodes left, we're in the finale trilogy. It's crazier than a christening at F. Scott Fitzgerald's Flower Garden. This episode of Puffin was uh, very different than what we normally do. Uh, so thank you so much for uh, listening to it and getting all the way through it. We appreciate it. Uh, these last Puffins are weird things. 
So anyway, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to get back to work. At, oh, David. David Sedaris, you're back. Oh, jeez. Uh, I know I'm a chameleon, but uh, my head is the one thing that does not grow back if it gets cut off. So uh, I'm canonically dead now, and you'll never hear from me again. I guess it was my time. And that time is... Tail o'clock. How would you like to join? Was there a name for what we are? Random House. I'm Random House. Is there a name for what we are? Oh, uh, it's not been form formulated yet. And I don't think there's a name for it. Now's the time to make some cannon. <laughs> now's, ah. the, now's the time for some cannon. Leave that part in. Um, <laughs> oh, cannon all on me! It's still the, like, I was thinking of a name for our... Uh, super group uh, of publishing houses. How would you like to join the Traveling Wilburys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of the Tom Petty of this. Uh, Dark Horse is like Jeff Lynn. <laughs> so wait, who am I? You could be Bob Dylan. That's a prime spot. That's a prime spot. Woo! And as you know, uh, competition breeds excellence. The free market decides, you know, so a bunch of other people, myself included, decided that founding a publishing house of our own was the way to go and forming a league against that dastardly commie <laughs> fucking Buffett, Buffett publishing house. So we needed to form our own league. An injustice leak. Like the... They're all so distressingly horny! They wouldn't! They don't understand that love can be beautiful! That's right. Yeah, because the communists hate love. <laughs> the communists hate a man and wife. They're trying to destroy the nuclear family. It's <laughs> David Sedaris. That's what you don't understand. Uh, they're what? Trying... No, I need that! When did this... And I'm holding up a picture... Of, you know, like a blue-haired communist lady become hotter than this. And it's a trad wife with her modesty. And I like modesty! It leaves something to the imagination! That's right. It gives me, the husband, something to hope for at the end of the night! That's right, Darcy So you understand, right? Leave a little something to the imagination. And, uh, and, uh, anyway. Anticipation is the most erotic thing of all! Eres que viene, no, viene, no, 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 no,